Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. Beautiful day, etc., etc. Had some good gaming the other night. That was fun. And other things like that. I'm hoping we can get some kind of face-to-face going with my Monday group somehow. I don't know if it's going to happen or not. I really would like, I'm really, you know, I, I really don't want virtual to be the norm. I, I like it when I do it, but, you know, Mondays we have really good games, but there is just, I don't know. It's that it's that in-person that in-person feeling you get that I really, really, really miss. And I'm hoping the COVID or something will will just die down or we can figure out some way we can all get together. Because as it stands, I have my every other Thursday game, which is a face-to-face, and that's it. And that's not enough for me. I'd like to have at least one more game or have my get our game back. Or something like that. Plus, I want a GM, and I don't feel comfortable in Roll20. Even though I'm probably pretty much got the hang of it in my head, I'd still need a game or two to get used to it. So, But we, we do have players in the money game who can help me, including my grandson. So there's that. But I'm just hoping we, we, it, hap- you know, it starts happening again face-to-face. Who knows? We'll see, see what they say. Anyway... I want to talk about lightening up a dark game, any dark game. And we'll talk about that after this. Well, what got me thinking about this is my Thursday game, the Mythgarther game. My friend Matt Evans just came out with second edition of Mythgarther, the role-playing game. I advise you all to go take a look at it. It's a really good game. It is, it's dark fantasy. It's a 5e engine, but he has like totally stripped out stuff that the stuff that bugs me, but it's still kind of deadly. And I I like it. I like playing it. I don't know if I could ever run it or ever wanted to run it, but at the same time, you know, I mean that game is deadly. I've never seen so many insta kills as far as doing damage over and above the 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 death save threshold. I, when I in this game, if I go down and I find myself doing death saves, I count myself lucky because I've insta killed in there. I just somebody I was playing their character, and I they managed to get insta killed by a skeleton who rolled really good, and it's just it's a deadly game. And I'm not going to take anything away from that. But it's not my kind of game I like to run. I like them a little more lighthearted and adventurous. I'm more, I'm more Indiana Jones and Call of Cthulhu. In fact, I've done that to Call of Cthulhu before. So I'm thinking about this, and it's like, what could I use as an example of something dark but not too dark? Well, I got two of them, actually. Champions, back in his fourth, fifth edition days came up with a supplement called Dark Champions. 
it was sort of a way to play games that were really more deadly and dark along the line of like Spawn or Watchmen or The Dark Knight Returns or something like that. But then they came out with another supplement for 5th edition, uh, Dark Champions, the animated series, which goes dark, but not as dark as something like Watchmen. Because it was, it's more like Batman the Animated Series type feel, where they go, they get some really serious stuff, and it's really kind of deadly. But if you notice in Batman the Animated Series, they're still doing the, I mean, they'll they'll have, remember back in the days of the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon and all those other cartoons where they wouldn't let anybody fight, or they'd fight, they'd like, they wouldn't, they would no killing. No killing, basically. Well, Batman the Animated Series still did that. I mean, yes, they were dark and they let them fight and there were explosions and there were gunshots and things like that, but nobody ever died because they would get out of the way. They would get out of the way at the last minute or several times I saw Batman fighting with somebody over the Gotham Harbor and they fall in the water. Things like that. And now, you know, like Batman Mask of the Phantasm, I, I, I was surprised they actually had a death in there. They had a death in there. And it's like, you never didn't see it. But, you know, that one guy the Joker killed, you know he killed him. You just saw the corpse. You didn't see him do it. But the point is, that doing that would never happen on TV. And that's the kind of thing I'm talking about, to lighten up a dark game. Now, I'm not saying no death, because that would be no fun. But it should be kind of rare, I guess. Kind of, Kind of not as usual. But I don't want to go so far as 4th edition went where, you know, it's really hard to die. You want something like that? Go play a super game, supers game. Go play Champions. Go play something Marvel, something like that. The other example I thought of, and it's in the horror genre, is Kolshak, the Night Stalker. A lot of spooky stuff happens in there, and there are, you know, they can, for, for one, they can show death. <laughs> but it was always a PG thing. It was always because you got to think about this. Yeah, Kolchak was great and it's scary and stuff like that, but it's still on TV. They still got to deal with stuff like that. So you got to think about that. When you're doing up your game, you're doing up your game, you, you got to think about how far do I want to take this? How far do I, you know, if there is a death, can it happen off, off, off stage, off screen? Now, those kind of things are, I love, because it's like you find the corpse, you know, that kind of thing. And it just, it's great for a horror game and it's great for just a procedural type thing. I always thought police procedurals would make great adventures for any genre, mainly the modern genre, but I could do a D&D &D like that. You know, like um, water deep CSI or something like that. I don't know, but like I said, TV can can still they push the envelope a lot, but they still can only take it so far. And if you put those kind of limitations on you, you may end up with a better game. See, I'm the kind of person I've you know I'm a movie buff, and so I know a history of like Hollywood and the movies somewhat. And I know about the censors and the code. The 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 Hollywood censors was started in 1931. It didn't, they didn't even enforce it real good until 34. 
But the point is, you know, you can't show this, you can't show that, you can't say this, you can't say that. You know, two people who are married have to sleep in separate beds. Always have, the guy laying in the bed has to have one foot on the floor. You know, stupid stuff like that. You can't show, crime must always not pay. The bad guy always get the retribution. You gotta, you know, you can't talk about pregnancy. You can't talk about other stuff. You can't show drug use and things like that. But you can show you can show drunks. That's interesting. But the point is, I don't like it either. I didn't like it either. And I think in the early days of television, the dramas they got a little out of hand. But what I'm saying, what I'm thinking is, well, at, at some points I like it because it makes the people who who produce these things, the writers and stuff, makes them think out of the box. Remember, I've all, I've, one of my mottos is art is a taking away which means you start putting a, just a few restrictions on your art and work within that and see what you can do creatively. And that was good for Hollywood, it is, I think. At the, I mean, yeah, they could take it to extremes, but for a long time, you know, I don't like... See, it's a kind of a love-hate relationship. I don't really care for censors, but boy, can they really push you to be more creative. So it's a yin-yang thing. So think about your game. Think about... If you put this on television or some other medium that had a higher, you know, higher restriction, radio was the same way, you know, and, and the worst thing about that is you had sponsors you had to deal with too. You know, I hear horror stories about the early days of TV. Rod Serling hated the censors. They hated the sponsors because he couldn't write what he wanted because if it reflected on the sponsor, they would say, don't do that. And he didn't want to hear that. So you get the idea. Think of it that way. Think about, would you be able to do, you know, that kind of thing. Now, I'm not saying you should follow this, you know, if you want to get real dark and black, and red, that's not the kind of game I want to play. But you may want to play it, so go for it. But if you want something a little more creative, think about what, what wouldn't be allowed, what you couldn't get away with on TV or another media, or radio or another medium like that. Even movies have ratings, the rating system, you know, and the ratings are usually, you know, the content. Think about what content, what rating would you want? Would you like this game to be a PC, PG, uh, PG-13, NC-17, something like that? X, X rating doesn't mean anything. The porn industry took care of that. But, you know, just think about what rating you want or anything else on, on like I said, TV, movies, radio. Or, you know, that kind of thing. So think about that next time you do a game if you want to do that. Anyway, I got to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk about this or anything else, oldmangrognar at gmail.com or if you want to, or you can drop me a voicemail on Anchor. We're monetized. So as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program and I would thank you. And one of these days I'm going to figure out how to do a Patreon, but not yet. But I do want to thank the people who do sponsor me. Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, and John Allen. Thanks. Don't forget to listen for Dan Gregg's The Young, Y-U-N-G, Young Grognard Podcast, Waxy Walring's The Yawning Owlbear Podcast, Big John Allen, Large's The Red Dice Diaries, and, of course, my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. And also, check out Mythgarther's Second Edition. It's a really good game. Anyway, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.